0: Welcome. you got mail. Welcome to another edition of TechStream. I'm Seth Everett. He is Shelley Palmer. And uh, Shelley, you just got back from traveling, and you know, I, I often say this podcast is a priority for both of us, but we like to cover news. Sometimes you make news, and when you make news. <laughs> I just say wait a minute that guy did this oh wait I have him already booked on a podcast tell me about your week sir
1: <laughs> i had a great week i was at nftla which uh,
0: nftla it's a conference that's yeah. how many people attend that
1: i think there there's the first one there are about 3000 attendees a whole bunch of vip's they had some vip tickets and uh, what an amazing group of experiences! They put together the Bat Cave. They had every Batmobile and every Batman costume from every movie. You could go in. It was like amazing. They had done some stuff at Wisdom, which is this amazing gallery, and then Super Chief, which is another amazing gallery. One experience after the other. It was like a crazy combination of South by. In a trade show and there okay. were lots lots was of it lots
0: in a, like a convention center or like in, a- yeah i
1: was in it was in it was in the la convention center of downtown la live and okay. it was really well done put on by the the guys that do edge of nft podcast and a really nice team i i, I enjoyed myself tremendously i had a fun role too because i was hosting and moderating a bunch of keynotes and the first thing I got to do when I got there was I was the moderator for the opening fireside chat keynote, which was which was with the Jiho, Jeff Zerlin, who is the C- co-founder of Axie Infinity. Now this was on literally on the day that Axie Infinity was the victim of the largest crypto hack in history, five hundred ninety million dollars in ETH. A hundred. You're with
0: and, the C- you're with the CEO. We
1: found out about this. He's with you when he finds out. Well, he wasn't. He was on his way to the venue 30, like 30 minutes before (laughs) we're supposed to go on stage. I I don't mean to
0: laugh at the hack. I cannot believe the fortuitousness.
1: 173,600 ETH and $25.5 million in USDC are, are taken, hacked from the Ronin Bridge, which is a... Uh, A bridge that they use between their Ronin side chain and uh, the Ethereum mainnet and the Katana DEX, their exchange was also halted. So they closed the bridge and halted the DEX, but they were out 590 million US in ETH. And 25 and a half million, roughly 625 million is what they're saying. The price of ETH that morning was right around $3,400. So, so now this
0: conference is not, you know, a lot of people assume crypto and NFTs are uh, like connected and they are indirectly, but the conference is not supposed to be about crypto or ETH, correct?
1: Well, no. I mean, look, you use, cryptocurrency to buy and sell NFTs. And an NFT, non-fungible token, is a smart contract that's written to a blockchain. And generally, the difference between a smart contract and a regular contract is that when the terms and conditions of a smart contract are met, the contract executes automatically. And this means it will execute in cryptocurrency. So of course, the conference is about cryptocurrency. And Axie Infinity, for those who don't know, is the most popular engage to earn or play to earn game so you buy axes you have to buy three axes to start a team and you buy them with crypto in this case uh, eth uh they can range in prices from twenty dollars per axie to a couple hundred depending on the day uh, Last week they were in the 20-30 dollar range each. So for about a hundred bucks, somewhere between 75 and 100 bucks, depending on the price of ETH in a given morning, you could build a team. And then as you play, it's like Pokemon meets like a battle game. As you play Axie, you earn more uh, cryptocurrency. So There are people, uh, there's one town in the Philippines where people are playing 18 hours a day, they're earning anywhere between $500 and $1,500 per week playing the game. So they are the primary uh, example of engaged earner play to earn very, very popular high market cap. Uh, They're one of the Animoca brands portfolio companies, and they got hacked so hard that it was almost unbelievable and and Jiho uh, who is a really spectacular young man had the ability and Seth I say ability he got This is to, what I want to know like what he was He got his, to the venue how did
0: he keep his composure
1: you know what i got to give him a lot of credit he was shaking the blood was drained from his face he was trying to put on you know the uh, uh, an air of of the I, he was doing the right thing. He was getting up in front of the crowd, saying, "Hey, these people will be brought to justice. We've got law enforcement working." And what I did was, I, I, I really didn't think there was a way we could get on stage and not talk about the hack immediately. It's the largest crypto hack in history, and this is. But his did company. you have to
0: clear that with him first?
1: I did. And when he okay. got there, uh, we had already seen the press release. It was a, a Substack, uh, the Ronin Blockchain Substack, and they oh had gosh. been. Very clear about what happened, and the press, press release was out on Substack, or the blog post was out on Substack. So, when Jeff got there, I said to him, Hey, like, we got to talk about this. How do you want to do it? And we had a, 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 a short conversation, and and I said, Look, I got you on this one. And
0: right, just, you're not going to press him, you're not going to make him up, uncomfortable. Yeah.
1: So, we just got up on stage and said, Hey, you had a tough morning, you want to talk about it? And he was straight up. And it was already, and of course, the whole, we were a half hour late getting started. The audience kind of knew that and the Twitter sphere was kind of, can't believe he's here. He was a hero in my in, in, in my book. Uh, Jeff got out there and, and he said what he needed to say. And then we talked about their vision for the future and what they're trying to do. And the idea that they're going to get past this, I, I was never in doubt. They are going to get past this. Here's the important part, Seth. So the hackers... They they took a, a ton of ETH right 173,600 ETH that is a lot of ETH. You could ask a question: What is all of that ETH doing? What is all that ETH doing in one wallet? That, I mean, it's a question any sensible person would would ask. You know, Grandma told me don't put all my eggs in one basket. What are they all doing in one basket? That's a lot of money 590 million US to be in one place. So that that's questionable. The other question you got to ask yourself is. They had built the Ronin side chain, and this may be a little technical for our listeners, but you know it takes a while for something to get written to the Ethereum mainnet and get confirmed. When you write a block to Ethereum, there's a gas fee from the miners. It's expensive. Everyone's heard about the expensive gas fees and it's a little slow, certainly for gameplay. So they were compelled to do something faster and faster is what's known as a layer two solution. Layer two is a fancy name for a a, a side chain or another blockchain that sits above a layer, above layer two, above the mainnet. And it, uses what's known as a proof of stake uh, validation method. And so rather than have to have a consensus amongst a lot of nodes, it only needs, in this case, it needed only five of the nine validator nodes. Well, that was a big security issue because they hacked five of the nine nodes. And once they could get those private keys, however they got them, they were able to drain this treasury and they did it a week before it was noticed. So we get there and it was all done. The hackers had taken about 6,000 ETH and turned them into cash and the rest of it's sitting there. Now here's the important part.
0: Well, can I interrupt Um, you for one, one second though? Sure. sure. When, when, when the term hack, like the, the, here's the thing they're going to investigate it. So his team is investigating what actually happened while he's on the stage. That's, what I'm trying to portray as the image here. You know oh, what I'm yes. saying?
1: And law enforcement and the NSA. Don't, right, and don't, the
0: don't think that this is the day after and he knows everything that's going now, on. He is probably wanting to grab his phone out of his pocket to see what he's learning.
1: Yeah. yeah it, I mean, it was amazing that he was willing to be on. I stand. didn't
0: mean to interrupt. No, but that, audience, that point has to be brought in. Tell me. So, so the important thing is. So the important thing is this wallet is known, like
1: where the hackers put the ETH, just like when my MetaMask wallet was hacked in December, I know the address of the wallet. I can see my hacked ETH, the $400 worth in this person's wallet. Everyone in the world, including you, including me, can go see the 160 some odd thousand ETH that are still in that wallet. There's nothing they can do with that money. They're gonna have to return it because if if they spend it anywhere, Every law enforcement agency on the planet is going to follow every ETH that leaves that wallet. And at some point, they're going to want to turn it into spendable money and some kind of fiat currency. Now, it's possible they could turn it into Monero or Zcash or Dash or one of the privacy coins. But with everybody watching, I mean, that's why this is kind of a little bit of nonsense and people say, you know, well, it's completely anonymous. It's like, yeah, but it's not private. Every transaction in that wallet is being watched. Now, if you remember a few weeks ago, that couple uh, was, was arrested because they were laundering with Walmart gift cards, part of three and a half billion dollars of crypto that had been stolen a few years earlier. At some point, you go to turn this into spendable cash and that's when you're vulnerable. You will be found. So I think it's, it's almost guaranteed that these hackers will be found so many people looking for him and we know exactly everyone knows where the cash is it's just sitting in plain sight in a wallet and it hasn't moved but good good for the Jiho for getting up on stage kudos to the guys at Axie well done thank you to everyone for and he was amazing on stage the audience loved it big audience a couple thousand people in the audience it was it was a big crowd, and and he deserved that big crowd, and he did a great job. And it was fun. It was, I mean, fun. It was fun to be on
0: stage at an NFTLA that afternoon. Well, I the was... idea is fun, you know. The the fact it must have been stressful, though. It must well, have been yeah, stressful, was... not just for him, but it's you, also you because you can read his body language. At that yeah,
1: point. he was definitely he was definitely um, uh, sad and trying very hard to keep. To, to keep a strong uh, face um, it's a broadcasting master class yeah no I mean a lot of people a lot of much more seasoned way older CEOs could learn from the geo he did an amazing job that afternoon I was lucky enough to interview at 3 30 that afternoon uh, I interviewed uh, for another Friarside keynote Yatsu who is the CEO of Animoca Brands and Axie's one of their portfolio companies. They're also uh, the money, uh, some of the money behind Board Ape Yacht Club. So, Yat's an amazing guy. And he was also very strong as a leader, came out and was very reassuring the crowd that, look, we know where the money is and we got law enforcement looking at this and Axie's going to get through it. So, I I felt like the Axie team, the Animoca team, they did the very best they could under the circumstances. I'm fairly confident this is going to. this is going to teach us all a lot of lessons. We have lessons about the wallet, lessons about the side chain, lessons about uh, validator nodes, the trilemma, which is scale, security, or speed, pick any two. That's an immutable law of, of mesh networks and crypto. We've we learned a lot this week. It was, I got to tell you, though, uh, trauma aside, NFTLA was amazing. One of the things that was amazing, Seth, uh, this is going to sound a little pejorative and a little bit. It's nasty, but I have to say it anyway. There were really only two kinds of people walking around NFTLA, predators and prey. And the amount of fraud and hucksters and and nonsense was, was pretty thick. I don't think there's any way around it. Some of the people that were selling nonsense didn't even know they were selling nonsense. And everyone was speaking in word salad. They all knew technical words, right? Web three and open and decentralized and, you know, uh, big tech has got to, you know, has got to be regulated, and everybody had some. Just oh my goodness, it was there was a lot of nonsense, and I was the only way around that is education, and I think a tech stream, the thing we should do full time, we try to do it. Like you need to know what this stuff is if you're going to play. Right, there's no reason in the world to not go to an event curious and ignorant, because you can learn and you will let be less curious. Curiosity is one of the great things about being human. You're just, what is that? And not knowing something is not a crime. No one can know everything. I, I study this every day. I'm in it every day. I, I'm smart enough to know I'm not smart enough that every day I'm learning something new. But you need a baseline. And you can get that baseline free on YouTube. You can get it from books. I've got a book. Uh, We've got a thing called Metacademy.xyz. You can get some education there. But there are hundreds, thousands of places to get educated. And you need to know what this is if you're going to play. Like, you just can't go there and say words. Saying words and knowing words do not mean you understand words. And when you say them to someone who is schooled in the art, you
0: just sound like a prey animal (laughs) it's not good but but does this and i you know i I know we're, we're we're coming towards the end of the podcast but i don't want to open a can of worms here but is this a case for government regulation or against it such a great question seth i i think this is a case for for
1: all of the participants to treat this like what it is new Policy always lags behind technology. Always, policy hasn't caught up with social media in Web two. So the idea that it's going to regulate Web three is nonsense. It doesn't. It hasn't figured out how to regulate Web two. We don't have net neutrality laws. We don't understand how to charge for bandwidth. We don't. We don't understand how to censor or what censorship is. We don't understand the difference between a publisher and a carrier yet. We just don't. That's all Web two. So to think that we can regulate crypto, finance, like all that right now without having just it'll
0: become more divided. That's the problem. Yeah, of course. There'll be People who, you know, the small government, they'll say, you know, no, leave crypto alone. And then the big government will say, yeah, no, this has to be regulated. And you get into the same vicious cycle. I, I, I can't agree with you
1: more. It's guaranteed that's the future. And we haven't seen Congress do their job in a long time. The only thing I think Congress got together to do their job about is daylight savings time,
0: which, you know, do you ever want to do an episode on that? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> because there's some legitimate concerns about being uh, pitch blackout when every kid is at a bus stop.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's
0: it. a that's a legitimate concern. Yeah,
1: 430 in the afternoon on a winter day, even with daylight savings time, you know. It no,
0: get- no, no. But but kids are supposedly home from the bus by then at 730 in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning. Yes, it's pitch blackout.
1: Yeah, but I got no farming to do. I, we, can, we will do an episode about this. Okay. Anyway, my point is that Congress, the only thing that I know they unanimously got together about in the last, in, yeah. the, in the recent memory of Man or Beast is yeah. daylight savings time. Crypto, I don't have high hopes about. But look, uh, I, I, I'm begging everybody, this is not going away and the government's not going to step in and there's no one to go see. I know everybody's busy. I know everybody's got so much to do in their life, Seth. But you've got to take the time to learn all about this. Even if when you are done learning, you go, you know what? This is nonsense. Then at least it's an informed place that you're going, this is nonsense from. But if you just say this is nonsense, I got so many people writing to me saying that um, NFTs are fraud. It's like, stop it. There was a thing. I know we're almost out of time, but there was a thing last week. uh, I, I read a lawsuit. Nike is suing. Uh, StockX and or stocks and the, the used shoe company. Right. And, and they, sure. it's not like the stock exchange. Is, is, uh, that was a stock X that they're suing that company because there were some NFTs with a Nike swoosh that represented some used sneakers. Yeah, and like you company. wrote about it. Right. Yeah. So there, people are thinking the lawyers are thinking that the images are the NFTs. It's like folks mm-hmm. for God's sake, the, the NFT is a receipt on a public ledger the nft is is the documentation is the smart contract of the transaction the image is an image if it's a video it's a video if it's audio it's an audio it's stored in another location has nothing to do so uh, with an nft so what's funny is uh, one of my friends did a meme One was a smart contract, just the code, and the other was one of the pictures of the Nike thing from the lawsuit, and the title of the meme was, one of these is not an NFT. Of course, the NFT is the smart contract. It's not the JPEG. It's not the GIF. It's not the audio file, the MPEG-3 or the MPEG-4 file. It isn't. And and, And by the way, it's not in your wallet. Your wallet points to it. It's on a blockchain. So if these are confusing concepts... And they are to the lawyers at Nike who are suing this company, right? That was, it's confusing to them. So of course it's confusing to everybody else. You need to understand what this is because at some point your finances will be intertwined. Entangled, or you will have some options to do some kind of deal that will incorporate or include this technology. And you're going to want to know whether you want to get involved and you can't let Kim Kardashian, who then says, and you know, this is not financial advice at the end of her financial advice, suggest to you that this, you should buy something. You just shouldn't.
0: Kim Kardashian. I've seen her best work. I learned about the difference between the code and the actual image. Uh, there is a great uh, company that created the posters of the 80s and 90s. The sports posters, um, you know, real men wear black for the Raiders and uh huh? Nose, And it's the Costacos collection. John Costacos is a guy based out of Seattle, Washington. Um, and he had these posters, you know, the, the, the Brian Bosworth poster. That was a real famous one. Yeah. and Carl uh, Malone was the mailman and he, he was dressed as a mailman. Well, what this guy has done is he's bringing back a lot of his old people, not the same images, but he's bringing back the people and redoing the posters as NFTs. And when we did this podcast, it was for my Sports with Friends podcast, and we did it. Uh, I was looking for artwork to promote on social, just like we do with TechStream. Sure, <laughs> he sent me all the images. I said, "Well, wait a second. If I have the images, what do you need them for? Well, like, what? Wh- why are they valuable to you?" And that's the entry into it's the code, it's the where is the is the technology based and stored not the image itself because any idiot can google an image yes it's the receipt for your ownership the receipt has no more to
1: do with the image than the items in your grocery bag have to do with the receipt from the grocery store but if you are stopped on the way out of the grocery store the only way you can prove you've paid for those grocery items is to show the receipt to the security guard right So the only way you can prove that that NFT uh, image, the image that is in that NFT belongs to you is the NFT smart contract, which is immutably written to the blockchain. That is your receipt. And as you know, Seth, publishing catalogs get securitized all the time right? We securitize houses with mortgages. Like we have proof of ownership. Well, what's your proof of ownership of the house? My title to the house. I buy title insurance in case someone challenges it. I take a mortgage out. I securitize the house. I have a publishing catalog that has a royalty stream associated with it. Some venture capitalist or some private equity firm is going to come to me and say, you know what? You're entitled because you have these copyrights, the receipt that says the government." A, a, acknowledges you are the author of this piece of music or the composer or publisher you have springsteen just
0: did this just did what you're saying
1: yeah so you know there's you have a a hundred years more royalties coming you're 70 years old you want a big pile of money now i know i can get money for the next hundred years off of this i'll give you 50 of the money right now bruce springsteen and you know what because he has proof that they're his songs and that proof can be transferred or securitized. That's what an NFT is. It says you, Seth, are the owner of this image. The image, someone else can have the image. So this is a a, a non-trivial point that no one seems to understand. Oh, and by the way, the NFT, that receipt is not in your wallet. The NFT is on the blockchain, and the keys that unlock that transaction on the blockchain that prove your ownership and allow you to transfer your ownership are in your wallet keys in your wallet the receipts on the blockchain the item is wherever it is it's out you can right click it it doesn't matter it's 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 it's, yeah it's wherever it is so um different when an nft points to a physical object right because i could have an nft of a house but that's no different than me having the title to my house correct in a, as a piece of paper. So yeah, there's a, a lot to learn here. People really, really need to get this and everyone who doesn't understand it, again, you can be predator or prey. Without understanding it, you're much more likely to be prey.
0: That'll do it for this edition of TechStream. Remember, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. That's how iTunes Markets Podcast tech stream we're rocking into our second year and we've got some big announcements that we're getting close we're close to announcing just make sure you stay logged in make sure you follow us on social media we will see you next week